Hey everyone, it's Adam Carolla and welcome to another episode of Going Racing, the show that highlights the fastest cars, best races, biggest celebrities in the automotive world. Conversation last night with Dan Edmonds from Edmonds.com and he's 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 their test engineer, so we got into this this big conversation about sort of the real ins and outs of electric vehicles and all that stuff. And uh, uh, the Maki we we touched on quite a bit uh, earlier this week, but I the the new information is is this. There's give you a little recap. There's a base model, which will be two wheel drive, single motor in the back, and the base rear wheel drive. Yeah, rear wheel drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and and the base battery and the range will be about two hundred and thirty miles, right? And that starts at about forty three thousand bucks. There's a tax incentive of seventy five hundred dollars, but some people qualify, some people don't, and you got to qualify, you know, whatever. So, uh, so it starts at about forty three grand. You can get the base model with the standard uh, single motor and the standard battery. You can get it an all wheel drive version. And you get an extended battery version, and uh, you can get up to 300 miles. Uh, and then you can get a GT, which is uh, more power, and you can get, I believe, a GT all-wheel drive. And the way they do the, <clears throat> the, the rear-wheel drive versus the all-wheel drive, what I just found out is is there's a, there's a large motor in the back powering the rear wheels, and on the base model all-wheel drive, it has a small motor in the front. But on the GT performance pack, it takes that large motor from the back, puts it on the front, so it physically has two larger motors. And the performance is significantly increased. You know, I we were talking about this off the air, and I don't feel like I need that much performance out of my electric vehicle because it's electric, because it's instant torque, and because – the real deal is the kind of zero to 60 or the sort of passing mm-hmm. gear kind of thing versus top speed. And once you get to zero to 60 and you're sub six seconds, you're, you're good in, in the family truckster. You know, I, I'm yeah. not. And it does that easily. The base model is zero to 60 and 5.5 and the GT is like 3.5 GT performance back. Yeah, and that's all well. Five, five is quick. It's all well and good, but I see the guys going around in the BMW and the Mercedes, like XM5 and stuff like that. And it's like, I, you got a truck. It, it costs 110 grand. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it gets nine miles to the gallon. It's no good off road. It, it, it's, it's, it's got a massive engine in it. And I get it, like it looks cool, but we're just on the 134 and we're stuck in traffic and we're not going anywhere. Like, yeah, you got a good looking piece, but I, I don't know what you're doing with it I, I, other yeah. than getting bad mileage and having people think you're rich. Right, right, right. Or know you're rich. Like, I don't know that those those vehicles seem like a big waste to me. But it's just like I just get bad mileage and I spend 100 grand on an SUV or, or 110 grand. And there's a Mercedes version and BMW. Yeah, I get it. They're trick got, pieces. Yeah, they're 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 cool and they're and they're fun. And when you get it on an open road, I know. But they, I don't think these guys ever do. But my point right. is this: like, yeah. I'm I'm just an asshole. But what I'm saying is is I don't need all wheel drive as long as it's rear wheel. It can't be front wheel. Right. Uh, you can give me rear wheel drive. You can give me the extended range package. I don't need the 
extra power. I need the extra range. And I don't even want the extra weight of the front-wheel drive or all-wheel right. drive. And I don't want the extra weight of the power either. I'd rather try to get the weight down, get the extended range, do the rear-wheel drive, and then every, all the other money will go into the accoutrements, you know, the interior yeah. stuff and all that. And for the for the Mustang Mach-E, you should be able to, when we don't have the breakdown of all the, the configurations, but you should be able to get a rear-wheel drive extended range battery version and you don't need the gt or anything if you don't want it. what's extended going to get you to 300 miles see that's a that's a game changer and that would be all i need now i guess the question would be if i got one of those things and i parked it next to uh my wife's tesla x and we opened all the doors and you sort of crawled around it what would your takeaway be so the the Mach E is about the size of a Porsche Macan, yeah. Um, and I I don't know exactly. I want to say maybe that's a little bit smaller than a than a Model X. I don't mm-hmm. know how much smaller. I think I, I, I it, it, it's not a third row, is it? I don't think it, I don't think the Max Pad. What's the what's the wheel? Oh, one seventeen on the uh, Mustang. Yeah. Oh, I, I will tell you. Yeah. Well, he'll look that one up. I will tell you this. You're going to get more stuff in the Mustang Mach-E because I'm pretty sure the Tesla Model X seats in the back don't fold down for some odd reason. Mm. You can fit a bike in a Model S but not in a Model X. And the Mustang does fit three people in the back seat. You know, not super comfortably, but it could fit, you know, it's five passenger. The the Mach-E is 186 overall, which I'm going to guess is at least – 14, 15 inches probably shorter than the uh, Tesla overall yeah. length, which you can find out, Max Pata. But either way, what do we think of the interior? The interior is pretty much on par with with what you're seeing in the Mustangs and the Ford-branded stuff. If you get into a nicely equipped like Ford Edge ST or Explorer, uh, you're going to feel like, this is similar. It's going to have the same switch, you know, switch where it's going to have the leather interior and the soft touch stuff on the dash. Uh, it, the, the dash itself, I'm not a huge fan of. It has the big screen like a Tesla, which is fine. But in front of you, it has a rectangular uh, digital screen. It doesn't have like a gauge pod. And being a Mustang branded vehicle, I was kind of hoping for like something a little sportier in front of you and a little less you know, futuristic movie, RoboCop, Demolition Man kind of. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, my whole life, I I would look at guys on the construction site and there were Ford guys and there were Chevy guys. And of course, because I work with their dumb carpenter guys, it was like mm-hmm. they were super brand loyal, you know, like I was like, eh. I was driving a Datsun, you know, or an Isuzu Trooper so you just or something. Loyal to the Datsun. <laughs> well, my feeling was is this thing gets twice the mileage. It'll haul anything. Yeah. It's bulletproof. But I would sit. I would. I you know. I'd jump in Tom Johnson's uh, two fifty or three fifty dually. You know, and we'd yeah. drive to Simi Valley or whatever, and. Uh, it struck me that the Ford interiors were a lot nicer than the GM stuff, yeah. or, the, or especially like Pontiac mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They were just nicer. They seemed better, and they always seemed better. And I and I, 
I, there were parts of me that liked the exterior of some of the GM stuff, but not the interior. Yeah. And Ford is of the American cars. Now, if someone had an 88 Jetta that had a better interior than almost anything Ford had. Right. But it still struck me that, that the Ford interiors were just generally better than the other American uh, counterparts. Yeah, and for a long time, there was something like, especially in their trucks, like the shape of the steering wheel between the Ford and the GM vehicles, where the, the GM ones uh, always kind of bug me. But uh, the, uh, for the most part, I would agree. The and, Mustang SUV is a, a foot and a foot and a half, or not a foot and a half, but a foot point three, so 12.3 inches shorter than the Tesla. So it's, it's shorter. Yeah. Um, now, with the GT or the GT Performance Pack, by the way, you can get it with the Magna Ride suspension, mm-hmm. which we love that. It's yes. fantastic. So it's so Tesla's going to have to make a move because yeah. basically what we're saying is is that the X is a hundred grand, and the mile the the range is I don't know two forty two seventy. I mean, you could bump it up to three hundred or yeah, three twenty or something like that. Options. But but the point is is eh, for half the price now we're talking about an, another pure electric vehicle. Yeah, sort of all things being equal, like the various versions of an of an X. Yeah, uh, the base Mach E is forty three thousand. The GT is sixty thousand. And you can get a performance pack and a few options, but you know this is going to range probably somewhere between forty-three and seventy thousand total. Remember the Tesla Roadster that was going to go over two hundred miles an hour? Yeah, it's, what's it been? Two years? Yeah, I don't, not I don't heard know. anything. I don't not know seen. Yeah, they got deposits on it though. <laughs> <laughs> Any footage on YouTube of a Tesla Roadster going through the speed traps at right. the Texas whatever Silver <laughs> yeah, Run the Texas at two, Texas Mile two hundred and two miles an hour? Anything? Anybody? Yeah, haven't seen it yet. Haven't seen it. You want to know why? Doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I know everything. I don't uh, by knowing nothing. When when they were like this Roadster zero to sixteen under two seconds, I was like. Uh, okay. Yeah. And it goes over 200 miles. No, it doesn't. Nope. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And by the way, if it did, God bless you, but where is it? Yeah. You you were at, um, let's see, you were at Bugatti. Yeah. And so, you saw the 300 mile an hour Chiron. Yeah. Right? It's uh, the Super Sport 300 Plus. This is the one where they, they brought it out to a Volkswagen's test track. And did uh, 300, uh, I don't have it, I think 307 or 304. They went over 300 miles an hour. Is um, it? Is it a... 304.7. Like, Volkswagen's test track like an oval with a bank on it? I think it is. It's got to have a bank. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, uh, and... Uh, they're going to be able to sell this car. It's going to be $3.9 million roughly with the exchange. But when you buy this car, it will be electronically limited to uh, 273 miles an hour. Oh, how <laughs> yeah. am I going to get to Vegas? I, I don't know how you're going to get there. <laughs> well, yeah. also, but yeah. You, this is what it takes to go 300 miles an hour. It takes uh, – I think I, the engine on this thing is – uh, and by the way, you know how I always tell people save money, just go to Tire Rack 
yeah. get the Kumos. Don't worry about not on this car. <laughs> not on this car. No, every like you. I'm sure it has like a $900 battery that says VW on it, and it fits out of a. You know, it's the same one that's in a Jetta. But these tires, oh yeah, these are special tires. It's an eight liter W16 quad turbo that makes one thousand five hundred and seventy eight horsepower. Wow, it's almost sixteen hundred horsepower. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a big bank. It's a VW test track, and uh, <clears throat> it was funny. I had a I don't know why, but somebody sent me a video of a nine. 1730 I think sometimes it's a 91710 or it's a 91730 the Donahue like Mark Donahue um Porsche Can-Am you know with the 1500 horsepower whatever it was mm-hmm. like crazy mobile and they took it to Talladega to set the speed record at Talladega and it was previously held like in a NASCAR by like Cale Yarborough or some guy, you know, one of those guys in like in like a NASCAR. But they brought this thing out to to see. And they all they need they needed a giant oval with serious yeah. banking, and so here's this nine seventeen on a a Talladega, looking way out of place, and I think it's Donahue driving the thing around at you know two hundred and twenty seven miles an hour or whatever they're trying to break. Yeah, in, you know nineteen seventy four. <laughs> that was that was some crazy ass shit, right? Yeah, actually, it was, and that reminds me. I don't know where Chris went, but Chris, see if you can find this. I think the vintage race at Daytona is going on now, and I'm pretty sure John Morton rolled Randy Jaffe's bre Z car, and they airlifted him out, and uh, the car is messed up. Um, uh, John Morton, luckily, is fine. And uh, I, I, I'm not sure of the result of the car. At the very least, Chris, you're going to find Randy Jaffe's Instagram is going to have a, a photo of like a couple photos of the crash. Someone actually took a photo of the crash like happening, not video, but he's got a photo. But uh, I saw it posted. I was like, what? Why did this happen? What what happened? And uh, then he posted another picture of. That's A.J. Foyt. Of, uh, of, uh, of John Morton, like in a golf cart, like leaving the hospital still in his racing gear going, he seems to be okay. He's going to go home. But, uh, that's a, that's a scary event. By the way, John Morton, nice guy, great driver, not a young man. <laughs> no, I had a, uh, I had a slightly like foreboding discussion with John, um, uh, at, uh, Fontana a couple of, uh, weeks back when we went there for Jay Leno to race in a Z and um, he was racing the Z and he was racing. Uh, he He's, he's a Z specialist. Now he's raced everything all the time. So he's a guy who could be fast on, uh, on, on any car at any time, but the Z is a specialist. And, and that Z that he has is, um, I don't want to call it a tribute or recreation, but the, the actual BREZ was destroyed, but this has all the parts from that yeah, car. Yeah, it's like tribute plus. On a, on another, on another shell. And he's, he's rolling. If you go back a picture, 
Uh, we're looking at him at, Look at, that. at night, like up in the air, rolling over a car that's going the other direction. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I think somebody spun around and they hit like nose to nose. But that car that he's, and I don't know what that is, sort of Can-Am-ish, like the Z, very low. The Z went uh, airborne and <clears throat> and rolled rolled over uh, what it looks like a Janetta mm-hmm. or one of those smaller fiberglass bodied cars and and so morton who i was talking to and now is completely rolled over um morton who i was speaking to uh at fontana yeah i said uh you know how's it going he's a super nice low-key guy and he's like yeah i'm um it's good and i go well when you when are you driving next or whatever and he goes i'm going to Daytona driving the Z. Yeah. And I'm like, well, then you know, he sound a little disappointed about it or something. <laughs> and he's like, you know, that, that car's, that car's worth a lot of money. Like he said, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's probably time to stop driving that car. Like, yeah. He, he gave up, he made this sort of foreboding. Yeah. That's an expensive car or it's, it, it's, it's an interesting car because it's not the car, but, it's got all the parts on it, so it's kind of next in line is the BRE yeah, and, 240Z. And it's pretty It's pretty special in its own right, and, and what it's been, Randy's been doing with it. Been bringing it, it out and yeah. campaigning it, having it be seen, and having John drive it again, and it's sort of becoming that car, yeah. you know what I mean? And John just, he just sort of matter-of-factly said, I don't know, that car's expensive. Like yeah. it, it's time to put that car in the museum. Yeah, basically. which is interesting because it's not his car, and he's that's his observation of it. Going, yeah, I think, I think it's it's a pretty special car, and it should be put, you know, start to become a display car. I wonder how badly the car was uh, was damaged. I don't know, and I only bring this up because the owner Randy had posted the information online, so I felt like it was sort of I, there's something weird about like I'm weird about car crashes vintage racing crashes i don't like to post anything unless like the driver the owner yeah said it you know i feel like it's private until somebody else gets to say yeah i don't know it's just kind of for me it's just feels like there's an etiquette thing to it feels a little intrusive yeah or a little macabre or something Uh, but glad to hear john's doing okay uh yeah i don't know if there's any pictures of that car when it was done like in the pit pit or anything Mm-mm. like that I, I didn't see any tune in next week for another episode of going racing new episodes available on podcast one and apple Podcasts.